help us usher in the joyous new year by singing Old Lang Syne. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and days of old Lang Syne? Searching for the unusual, the obscure, the forgotten treasures hidden deep within streaming media. This is the Deep Dive Podcast. What is it, look at? On the port bow. I don't know, I, I never saw anything like it. An enormous wall of water coming towards us. Oh my God. Hard left! Hard left, sir! Close all watertight doors! Sound both stations. Welcome yet again to the Deep Dive Podcast, a never-ending quest to find the creme de la creme of content hiding in your streaming media libraries. My name is Tom Feeney. I'm a writer for Wang's Job Movie Magazine, new issue available now. Look for it on Amazon.com. And with me, as always, is my incomparable co-host... Me. Yeah, that's you. What's your name again? The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. That's not true. I mean, George Lucas might actually sue us for saying that. So no, I'm not the Mandalorian, but I'm the Mandalorian. I'm pretty sure George Lucas is not the one you have to worry about. (laughs) Uh, Damn you, Disney. Not anymore. So we employ you, (laughs) Bob Iger. Oh, yes, truth. You seem like a nice guy. So please don't do that. But anyway. Yeah. All right. So Manda. Yeah. It's, it's it's New Year's. It's New Year's, isn't it? It's a new year. It is a new year. With, it's a new me. With new possibilities. And, you know, we just Hope. finished our, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we just finished our first full year. Yes, that's true. Of podcasts. That is true. And we are very thankful for our listeners around the world mm-hmm. for sticking with us through this year and spreading the word about our tiny little endeavor here. Absolutely. Now, I think you would agree with me that the new year is a time for reflection. Yeah. For taking stock of your life and accomplishments during the past 12 months. Is that why mirror sales go up by like 30%? Get it? Reflection? <laughs> Moving on. Okay. It's also a time for New Year's resolutions. You know, those promises we make to ourselves that we don't keep. Uh, those are always fun. So <laughs> That's never happened to me. Ne- no, of course not. Now, uh, being, being the New Year, uh, Amanda, do you have any New Year's resolutions? Well, I think, on a serious note, I'm fascinated by people who bullet journal, and I really kind of want to try that. I have no idea what that is. What is that? Really? So it's like, it's combining a Rolodex and a diary and a calendar and a goals list and like a, a, I don't know, notepad all into one. And you use little marks to kind of symbolize, okay, a task done, I've migrated a task, and you can decorate it. It's kind of like a throw-all, a catch-all. So this is like a physical journal thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no, it's not an app. No, 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 no. You you get, I mean, it's a big deal, too. It depends on what kind of journal you get, the kind of paper you get, the, how much the paper weighs, paper? what kind of size. It's a huge you touch business. paper? Yeah. Oh, wow. In this day of technology, the archaic, uh, you know, specialty of writing on paper 
Don't still you get, get like writer's cramp? <laughs> I get writer's cramp after writing for like 10 minutes. Really? Yeah. yeah, I'm worse. I get reader's cramp. I don't know how that works. Oh, that's horrible. My eyes just that's, like... that's another thing. It's a resolution or, or a goal I have is I want to read more this year coming up. That's a good goal. Yeah. I think that that's very attainable. I'm starting. That's a noble effort. Thank you. I'm starting with Billy Connolly's uh, joke story book. Oh, it's really funny. He, nice. But it's a little bit hard to follow because he speaks. He's Scottish and he wrote things down train of thought. So it's kind of hard to follow the vernacular, Um, but I'm excited. And I think as a podcast, we have a couple resolutions too. Like, let's not stop. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Let's not stop doing this. (laughs) Because, you know, because my brain would atrophy, I think that would be. We have nothing left. We Yeah, we really don't. (laughs) It's our only friend. This is is all we've got. What about you? Do you have any resolutions? You know, uh, it's the same. I have the same New Year's resolution every single year. uh, And I'm going to keep that tradition going on. And my New Year's resolution is only to help other people break their New Year's resolutions. That's right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a vegetarian, I'm going to, like, give you some uh, beef. (laughs) Here's some tacos. Yeah. You know, or if you are trying to exercise more, you know, maybe I'll get you a nice cushy sofa. Oh, hey, how about those donuts this morning? Oh, my God. We can just give people donuts. Yeah. So (laughs) we have this in New England where we are. Uh, in Massachusetts, there is a, uh, a really wonderful little hole in the wall. Mm. And for a donut place, a hole in the wall is a good thing. Um, <laughs> and, it's, and it's called Donut Shack. And they have the most lovely uh, donuts there. My favorite being the marshmallow filled. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, so we, we, you know, uh, we all went there this morning and got ourselves you know, a couple of dozen of those bad boys. <laughs> and uh, we I'm have sure some left. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I, I'm sure my blood sugar level is uh, <laughs> somewhere around royal icing. You just woke up from your sugar coma. I did. Oh my! <laughs> it's goodness. like I was telling Mrs. Vini. They don't actually pipe the cream in. They butterfly that donut. Yeah. And they use a spatula and they just cram they that marshmallow dream in there. They do. Oh my! Goodness. And I, you know how I love everything's called a shack. Yeah. Like any small little, um, you know, local place is called the crab shack or the hot dog shack or the radio shack or the. Ra- <laughs> Oh, wait, oh no, rest sorry. in peace. Yeah, R.I.P. Radio Shack. You know, I have a, um, I have an HDMI cable from there that it's only like 1K, but it still works. Yeah, I, I miss them always trying to bug me to sign up for batteries. Oh, it's just yeah. weird. <laughs> you know, I, I really appreciate that, but I'm not a dangerous loner, so I really didn't need to go to Radio Shack all that often. <laughs> so, Anyways, so, but, yeah. you know, don't exercise because we'll just bring donuts. We will bring you donuts and you will love them. You will love them. Because they are the best donuts in the world. So good. Anyway, oh, now I have craving. I have a craving donut. Oh, help me, please. Oh. But, so that's our, sort of our resolutions, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, it's also a time to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Year's Eve is definitely a night to go out and party, or if you're old and introverted, uh, an excuse to stay home, be in bed by 10, and then be awakened by what could easily be either fireworks or gunshots. Uh, it's hard to tell in my neighborhood. <laughs> It's That's a good so guessing true. game, though. Fireworks or gunshots. It's you not, be the judge. It's not funny because it's funny. It's funny because it's accurate. Yeah. So if you <laughs> prefer to be a homebody, it's a good night to catch up on a favorite show or watch a good mm-hmm. movie. And maybe we can help you out in that area. Yeah. Because our topic this week, celebration. 
celebrations. And we're not talking about that the candy Florida town that was invented by Disney. Oh, really? Yeah. They have a town called Celebration. That's in real? It's a real thing. And it was planned by the Disney Corporation. Aww. And it is so... Is it fun at least? It's it's not fun. It's just like sort of an idealized movie set version of a community, of a planned community. And it's very... There's not a whole lot of diversity there. So like the Twilight Zone means Mickey Mouse? Basically, with a, with a homeowner's association <laughs> attached to it. That is very strict as far as I can tell. Let's see. You have to have money and be old? Yes, and have hidden Mickeys. Okay. Uh, that's That's the thing. So... But, but you know they also make these packs of candies called celebrations is that true yeah they have like a, a bunch of different candies themselves and the whole package the whole arrangement is called celebrations oh and then they play that song by uh, earth wind and fire all the time what's that song celebration oh i was looking the ymca we all celebrate and have a good time come <laughs> on it. you know that thing yeah never mind i will not sing again uh, <sighs> so let's get going shall yeah, we we shall oh, wonderful so Holy crap, do I love my first pick. <laughs> it is one of the quintessential examples of the disaster movie. Oh. And it takes place on New Year's Eve. Nice. I am, of course, referring to the 1972 epic by the master of disaster himself, Erwin Allen. Ooh. The Poseidon Adventure. Oh, I saw that. No, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I was researching it and I saw that. I was like, I wonder what that's all about. Oh, yeah. And he's hanging down from something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Here's the story. The cruise ship SS Poseidon is on its final voyage <laughs> from New York to Athens before being retired as a cruise ship. The ship's new owner, in order to save money, did not take on enough ballast to keep the ship properly stabilized. Oh, really? Have you never seen Titanic? I know, right? Joe, what the hell's going on down there? Is there nothing more you can do with those stabilizers? There's nothing wrong with the stabilizers, so there's nothing more I can do with them. Besides, I got my hands full with this pump. You know damn well what the trouble is. It's that bastard Lenargos. Would you care to repeat yourself? He's standing right here. God, I hope he heard me. That last one almost broached us, Lenargos. I warn you. We should have loaded extra bunkers in Gibraltar. We are top heavy, and when that pump is repaired, I am taking on more ballast. So shortly after midnight on New Year's, the ship is overturned by a massive wave brought yep. on by an undersea earthquake. Oh, man. Amazingly, an all-star cast survives and has to make <laughs> their way to the bottom of the ship, which is now the top of the ship, to get to safety. Is this the Deep Blue Sea plot? Oh, kind of. <laughs> but, you know, this they did it first. Uh, you've got actors at the top of their game, like Gene Hackman Ooh. and Ernest Borgnine. And then you have a group of B-level stars doing their best, like Shelley Winters, Red Buttons, yes, that's his name, and Jack Albertson, who, if you're old enough to remember uh, Chico and the Man, he was the man. And he formed uh, the Albertson's Groceries chain. That is uh, absolutely not true. Okay. Uh, not to mention Leslie Nielsen. Oh, no kidding. Whose deadly earnest performance most likely got him his role in Airplane years later. <laughs> He played this like so dramatically and so straight. This is before he was known for comedy. He was a B actor. He then? was kind of a B actor, yeah. Oh Even wow. Even then, because he mostly did television, right? At the time, so but yeah, he was so good. I mean, it's just like, but now you can't, you watch it and you laugh because it's like, ah, oh, it's Leslie Nielsen, but it's not funny. <laughs> so the real stars here, though, are the special effects. Now they seem a bit quaint these days. 
but it was all done with real sets, real explosions, real fire. Oh, wow. And it looks pretty amazing even today, the amount of work that they put into creating this uh, this. Uh, overturned cruise ship. Everything is upside down, which is really awesome the way that they did that. Everything is upside down. Because How were they th- able to use anything? Well, they had to really be careful and work like right. to try to get to that part of the ship where uh, the problem was the, the only place that they could like try to get a signal out was there's a certain portion at the bottom of the ship where the hull was only an inch thick. <laughs> so they could pound on that and right. hope to get somebody's attention who was trying to mount a rescue effort. So that's what they had to do. But the whole ship turned upside down. Oh, jeez. Which was really kind of cool because all the sets were upside down. <laughs> and they had to kind of navigate that, which was kind of awesome looking. That is actually kind of cool. It was. So the producer of the movie, Erwin Allen, made a name for himself as a producer of fantasy and sci-fi television shows like Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, Lost in Space, Land of the Giants, and The Time Tunnel. Hmm. So after the success of Poseidon, he went on to make The Towering Inferno uh, and the terrible bee movie about bees, The Swarm, which we discussed on episode 16, Let's Get Buzzed. (laughs) Man, call back. Call back to episode 16, yes. Go check it out. Now, Irwin Allen did make a sequel called Beyond the Poseidon Adventure (laughs) with Sally Field and Michael Caine. Oh, as, yeah. as a pair who try to claim salvage rights to the wrecked SS Poseidon. Michael Caine's in everything, though. He is, contractually. <laughs> uh, but the, this film, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure, was a flop with both critics mm. and audiences, so that didn't do very well. Now, there have been a couple of remakes. In 2005, a made-for-TV version that had Adam Baldwin, not Alec Baldwin, Adam Baldwin, oh, that's, what? Steve Gutenberg, oh, and yeah. the late, great Rutger Hauer, Hmm. aired on NBC over three nights. This version had a terrorist bomb as the catalyst for the disaster instead of a tidal wave. So the following year, 2006, a theatrical remake was released simply titled Poseidon with Kurt Russell and Richard Dreyfuss. That movie lost nearly $70 million at the box office. So... (laughs) You know, don't 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 do that. Watch the original because it's so it's it's a little cheesy, but it's fun. It's a good adventure movie. There's some suspense. People die. It's great. Uh, Now, why this movie is one of my favorites. First of all, you know, I loved it growing up. But in 2002, I was fortunate enough to watch a special 30th anniversary screening of the original Poseidon Adventure on the actual ship where part of the movie was filmed. What? Yes. So that ship is the RMS Queen Mary, which is permanently moored at Long Beach, California as a museum and a hotel. So uh, myself and and my friend, film critic Jeff Howard, uh, we went uh, there to celebrate the 30th anniversary and got to see a screening of the movie on the boat. Which the was pretty Queen cool. The Queen Mary? The Queen Mary. The that RMS was, Queen Mary. That was legitimately in commission, though, wasn't it? Uh, it was at one time, yeah. yes. Now yeah. it is retired, and now it is a hotel and a museum. And the states bought it? Yeah. Wow. And it's really cool. It was so fun. It was so fun to actually be able to sit in in the ship and watch the movie. That is so cool. It was so awesome. That's like people who visit that Titanic ship in, I think, like Minnesota or something. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was the real, de- it was the real deal. That's so cool. Yeah. So was that it was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't remember how much it cost at the time because it was, you know, almost 20 years ago. But uh, it was so worth it. It was so worth it. It was just so much fun. Right. It was great. 
so yeah, so that's one of the reasons why it means a lot to me. Uh, but let's get to the scores. Yes, do it. Okay. The Poseidon Adventure gets a strong 7.1 out of 10 okay. on the Internet Movie Database and also a strong 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. So not too bad. It is available to rent on most streaming services for $3.99, including iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, and YouTube. So there you go. That's my first one. Very good. All right. What do you got? Well... I decided that I wanted to incorporate New Year's, right? And I wanted to get a movie that I typically watch around New Year's because I have a sort of a tradition, right? My husband yep. and I will watch two movies. This one <laughs> and Spinal Tap. Oh, nice. So I don't know how that tradition started. I think That's when cool, he though. first came over to the States uh, from England, I wanted to show him something really stupid and funny. And I put it on. I fell asleep and he actually liked it. Now, anybody who knows my husband, he's not a very like... I don't know, comical kind of person. Doesn't really care for comedy too much. He's a, he's a staunch Englishman. We right? still like you, Wayne, though. I mean, I, I, mean, I yeah, I, I still kind of like you. Yeah, No, I'm just kidding. I love you. Um, so, yeah. Um, so let me quiz you on this. Mm. What do um, art and mm, baby carriages and Titanic all have in common? Art, Art, baby carriages, and Titanic. And Titanic have in common. Uh-huh. Ooh, that's a tough <laughs> one. Hmm. I thought so myself. Any other hints? Uh, okay, um, it is a sequel. Okay. And it's a pretty famous sequel, even though it didn't get rated pretty highly. Art, the Titanic, and baby carriages. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. Oh. Right? Baby carriages. Yeah. Art. And then remember when the Titanic pulls into port? Yeah, barely. I think I've only seen that movie once or twice. So you're not the first person who's told me that. And I and I honestly can't even, I can't even imagine that because it's so funny. But I will get to the scores. And, yeah, exactly. I'll get to the scores. And I was pretty much surprised by this. Okay. Anyways, why did I choose Ghostbusters 2? Okay. Yeah. Well, I love that movie. Uh, and I watch it all the time, every year at New Year's. But it also takes place on New Year's, just about. And so if you don't know, I don't want to say spoil it. But they, <laughs> a famous painting comes to life. It's possessed. Um, and they have to rescue the baby who is now... I don't know. She's He's not... He's not Vankman's baby, is he? I think that's a little up in the air, maybe. Yeah, like we don't actually know, because something she actually says, this is your baby or not your baby. Right. A anyways, anyways, um, it falls a normal Ghostbusters plot. They have to fight a monster, but they bring in more um, sort of big name characters now. For example, they get the Statue of Liberty to start walking. That's a big character. And the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man is kind of referenced, although that was most in the, move, the yeah, first yeah. movie. And then all these ghosts start coming back. Like, for example, this, the um, the Titanic pulls into port and it shows the hull with like a big, you know, block or like big circle taken right, out of it. Right. And all these ghosts are like walking through and it's kind of funny. Lieutenant, I think you better talk to this guy. I'm busy here. It's some dock supervisor down at Pier 34. What's the problem? He says the Titanic just arrived. Well, better late than never. I just love the fact that in the movie, they get people all riled up with like happy music. And like, you know how New York's kind of got this represent, or like this, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, reputation for right. being 
dirty and smelly and maybe people aren't the nicest in New York City. Well, back in 1989 when this came out, this that was, 89, was very yeah. much true. Well, see, I, I mean, I was alive then, but I've never been to New York City until I was like 20, so... Yeah, I've been there. I was. I've been there in the eighties. It was not not that nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, this movie didn't portray it any other way. So I love the fact that they get all the people together. You know, come one, come all. Let's all gather together as New Yorkers, and they start singing. And um, what's that? Oh, that really famous song that, they, that the Statue of Liberty sings. Just got your love. You're taking me lifting higher. Me higher yeah. yeah, that's the love song. is lifting me higher. That's the one. Yeah, I really love that song. But anyways, it happens in New Year's, and that's really the only context that I was able to keep with it. Um, but I love that movie. Now, funny story. Mm. I was uh, poking through Voodoo, and that's actually where the idea came up because it's available on Voodoo right now, which is really nice. But nice. you can, of course, rent it, buy it. Uh, I think you can get it for two ninety nine on iTunes and Amazon. Um, ratings six point six. On IMDb. That's actually stronger than I thought. Well, I actually didn't understand that. And now I think it's because it just wasn't as funny as I thought it was. Maybe in after watching it again, I'm like, wait a minute, that joke is kind of stupid. Well. Or maybe it's the cinematography or maybe the length because it wasn't even that long. You know, yeah, it's it's not it's not a long movie. Um, no. But, you know, the interesting thing was is that when it was released, uh, it basically had two things going against it right mm. from the beginning which which was it was released almost exactly at the same time as the uh tim burton batman movie oh. and at the same time mm. as indiana jones and the last crusade so there were three well. films were pretty much released at the same time and guess and what one of them got left to, behind yeah, okay, yeah Ghostbusters too. i've never seen indiana jones any of them really none of them really i wow. did however see the last star wars well what did you I, think of that okay so Here's no spoilers. Thing. No spoilers, but uh, reactions are mixed. They overall. are. They're 50-50 totally. They're, they're 50-50. And I think it has a lot to do with how well you thought of the, the last one, The Last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, for people who really like The Last Jedi, yep. I think uh, the Rise of Skywalker seemed like a big kind of kick in the teeth. Yeah, yeah. If you did not like The Last Jedi, uh, then you probably really did like Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, my my feelings were the last Jedi I had problems with. I didn't yeah. hate it, but I had problems with it. Yeah. Um, so, see, and and one of the arguments against Rise of Skywalker is that it doesn't challenge you. It doesn't go in different directions. Right. You knew what was going to happen. Yeah. I don't yeah. want this saga to go in different directions. I want it wrapped up in a neat little bow. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. want it done. I want it done satisfactorily. I want yeah. to dot all the I's and cross all the T's. And be a satisfying wrap-up. So yeah. that's what I wanted. Now, when it comes to other Star Wars properties, yeah, I want the Mandalorian to do oh, all kinds of different I'm stuff. So I'm excited. so glad yeah. that we're getting you know season two next yeah. fall. Which I know we have to wait eleven months. I know, but it'll be worth it. Uh, <sighs> so I I I love to have other you know other Star Wars properties go in different directions, but this sure. one in particular, I just wanted it wrapped up nicely and neatly to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, have a few nostalgic moments uh, because, you know, for me, I have seen all of the Star Wars movies in their original theatrical releases. Mm. That includes the first one. Wow. The first Star Wars I saw, 4th of July weekend, 1977, uh, and blew my little mind. And you were amazed by it, right? Absolutely. So for me, it's a, it's a, it's a satisfactory wrap up to the saga, and that's all I really wanted. 
Well, you know, what, here's the way I think of it. You like Reese's Pieces? No. That's right. I forgot you're weird. I don't like peanut butter. You know Okay. That. So for those who do, there's the standard Reese's Pieces cup. And then during every holiday, Halloween, Christmas, Easter, they have different shapes come out. Now, I'm a big believer that they taste different. You're not alone. I've heard that. Yeah, right? So they're fine, but you really just want the original. Mm. This movie was a Christmas tree shaped Reese's peanut butter cup. Really? It was okay. I didn't mind it. A little bit more expensive than what I wanted to pay for it. But I probably wouldn't eat it like solely on its own. Mm-hmm. I would remember. So, so I was not quote unquote disappointed. I just wanted it to be like all right, chapter is closed. Yeah. Let's move on to something that we know is probably part of it. Because you know what? It leaves a thread. I didn't want a thread. I just wanted, like, close the book. Yeah. You know? I mean, but that's... Uh, those threads don't necessarily have to be picked up by movies. They can be picked up by True. a television yeah. show, a comic book, But that's uh, the thing. Novel. I mean, if you pick up threads, there's a possibility of it not being great. You know? Like, yeah, that's a possibility. You know? Sure. Like with any franchise. This is true. Yeah. I mean, because we still haven't seen Lord of the Rings on Amazon yet. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. I got us way sidetracked. Let me get back to my scores. Oh, so, yes. um, oh yeah, that's right. We were, we're recording we were, this. We were doing something. Yeah. Sorry. This is what happens when we yeah. get together and talk about movies. Uh, I started Star Wars, by the way, again. Oh. From what, Yeah. We're starting from the, the first movie. You're doing and, it in that order? Yeah. Okay. We're doing it from that. The order that it was supposed to be. Not supposed to be, but it's like, you know. The supposed to be. The, yeah, exactly. Right. God, I hate Kristen. It just, I, anyways. All right, back to my scores. 6.6 out of IMDb, which I think was not fair, but again, most people didn't like it. Here's the kicker. It only got 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I am astounded by that because I thought, you know what? Wait a minute. How many people actually liked this movie versus how many people wrote about it? Turns out 91% of people on Google liked this movie, oh. but they didn't score it very high on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So, whatever. Um, so I love this movie because I think it's funny. I like the wholesome spirit of New Year's that it's brought together, especially since I don't really go anywhere in New Year's. And it kind of lets you experience this like New Year's Eve party, but that everyone's invited to. Like, you ever went to a block party as yeah. a kid? Yeah. I never did that because my parents were like, no, that's dangerous. So, like, that's kind of made me feel like, oh, oh great. Oh, I thought you meant like a party with Legos. Oh, <laughs> that would have been amazing. I've done that, yeah. Oh, really? That's a block party. <laughs> and how old were you? <laughs> 38. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to judge because that just sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is my one and only pick. I've got a couple of uh, honorable mentions, but you know what? I just love that movie. Yeah. And what a way to end my year, end our podcast mm-hmm. um, on a funny note, at least. Yeah. So, well... Continuing on on that particular thread, as far as comedies go, uh, my second pick is also a comedy. So an actor we mentioned briefly in our last podcast, Peter Sellers, oh yeah, is the star of my second pick. So he's best known probably for his roles as the bumbling Inspector Clouseau in the Pink Panther movie franchise, and as the title character in Stanley Kubrick's Cold War comedy, Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> so my pick is, among other things I'll get to, uh, a showcase for Sellers' brand of slapstick physical comedy. Um, This is 1968's The Party. So it was directed by a frequent collaborator of Sellers, was Blake Edwards, who did most of the Pink Panther movies. Uh, The Party is kind of a time capsule for an exaggerated version of late 1960s excess. 
Sellers plays an accident-prone actor named Harundi Bakshi. Yes, that's right. Sellers, an Englishman, is playing an Indian, an Indian man? brown face. Oh, yeah. And he got away with it? Well, this was not problematic in 1968. <laughs> it would very much be so now. Yeah. Peter Sellers is Harundi V. Bakshi. Why would anyone invite him to the party? The party where everyone comes and anything goes. You've heard about those Hollywood parties. Now, Peter Sellers invites you to the party. If you've ever been to a wilder party, you're under arrest. So through a series of mishaps and misunderstandings, Bakshi is invited to a swinging shindig at the posh mansion of a movie studio head. Hmm. Basically, the entire movie is one set piece after another of Sellers' character getting into all kinds of crazy situations. I mean, the first thing that happens to him when he when he goes to this party is he gets out of the car and he gets one of his shoes stuck in mud, hmm. and he tries to you know he tries to wash it off. There's this pool that flows through this guy's entire house. It's like a river that goes through his house. Nice. And there's a waterfall, and he loses his shoe. In that sort of like lazy, lazy river that goes through this guy's house. And so basically the shoe like keeps turning. Up. <laughs> it's like the chocolate river from Willy Wonka. Yeah. So the shoe just keeps turning up in these different places, going over the waterfall and all that. So uh, there's other situations involving party guests, a drunk butler, a flying <laughs> roast chicken, a caged macaw, and an elephant with sayings like the world is flat painted on it. This is weird. A live elephant. Uh, by the end, this sort of devolves into either the best party ever or a complete disaster. I'll let <laughs> you decide. <laughs> uh, myself, I think it's a very funny movie if you like well-choreographed slapstick comedy and you don't mind if a film is lacking in a few basic elements like in a story or a plot. Or so, acting. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's also like one of those examples of Hollywood culture trying to get a handle on pop culture and pretty much getting it all wrong. Every generation we see Hollywood make movies that deal with a particular uh, group or a particular cultural yeah, group. Whatever and they is screw the it up. Yeah. Like because it's so, almost like a cartoon like version. Black Panther. Wait. No, 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 just kidding. Oh, come on. Just kidding. Don't say that. <laughs> um, but, you know, like in, in the in the 80s and 90s, we had like, uh, like you know, the the breakdancing movies or, you know, movies that, that tried to deal with uh, a, a particular group of people and just wound up. Like Sid and Nancy. Yeah, just not <laughs> doing justice to it and just kind of being a mockery of it in some a ways. A cash cow. They just want to grab it. Yeah, whatever yeah. cultural thing is going on. And usually by the time the movie comes out, that's gone. Mm, yeah. I mean, just They're quick. Know, talk about disco. Uh, <laughs> every time, like most of the disco movies after they came out, disco was dead. So Hollywood has a as a you know a problem with that sort of thing. Mm. They do that all the time. But I think the party is a very funny movie. It's a great time capsule of the period. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're interested in that, you like that kind of stuff, and you're a Peter Sellers fan, you absolutely want to go see this. He is funny. Um, he is. He was. Is such a funny guy. Well, was yeah. So the scores for the party. So it gets a very respectable 7.6 out of 10 on the mm. Internet Movie Database and 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is a really good score. 
It's more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Uh, so it is available to rent on iTunes, Amazon Prime Video, <clears throat> and Vudu for $3.99. Not bad, not yeah, bad. Yeah, not bad at all. So uh, you said that you stay uh, you stay home mm. for New Year's. You don't have any big plans? No, I mean, I used to go to first night in Boston, mm-hmm. um, but just recently it's just too cold and first nightmare first nightmare yeah they don't have any good hot chocolate anymore i can't can't do crowds like that i just can't that's the thing like you know everyone gathers around frog pond and it's still icy so people go ice skating and then they wait for you know the the ball to drop and then people are drunk and can you imagine drunk ice skating it's just yeah yeah it's too many people and i would much rather just hang out with my cats and my husband maybe i could watch a movie maybe make some tacos exactly exactly just keep it yeah. nice and chill yeah i don't see a need to to uh, i don't know what's the word like just have this pomp and circumstance for the next although to be fair i'm excited that we're entering the 20s again yeah everyone's got this whole like roaring 20s vibe again and you know what i love art deco oh so yeah. i'm kind of excited about that but beyond that i'm not about to go like let's have a party maybe it's just because i'm old yeah, well well yeah great <laughs> yeah what are you talking um <laughs> uh, my goodness but I just can't, for me, for the life of me, I, I see like New Year's, New Year's Eve in Times Square, and I think to myself, "Oh my God, are you crazy? That's so claustrophobic what? just watching oh on the TV." God. What would possess you to be in that <sighs> sea Where do you of park? humanity? Ugh. And just like you probably park how in Brooklyn. Drunk do you have to be? The answer <laughs> is very. Well, what happens if the ball actually drops on somebody? Wouldn't that be hilarious? Um, hilarious first, tragic second. Yes, definitely tragic. Sorry about that. Yes, I would, you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, the idea of balls dropping, <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't, oh, I can't wrap my brain it's around it. It's going to have to have like an E rating no, it for educational. Not. No, it is not. Get your minds out of the gutter, people. <laughs> Anyways, no, I'm not, I'm probably staying in this year. My parents do always ask me to come up and spend the new year with them and i just think no i don't i don't want to do that but they do play this fun quarter game it's kind of like gambling legally um but not really Mm. and you just kind of have a bunch of quarters and you pass them along to people and then it's a game of numbers but it's really fun i also might just cook um tacos because i used to get like uh you know the ceremonious uh chinese food but now i find that they're so expensive and you have to call like a week ahead yeah so i just make tacos you make Chinese tacos? <laughs> That's a good idea. I do have some Chinese five spice in my cabinet from Trader Joe's. Very expensive, but very yeah. worth it. See, would you just get those scallion pancakes? Oh, I love and them. And use that instead of a tortilla? Ooh. It's delish. That's nice. Yeah. You definitely should not have your own cookbook. Get yourself some Kung Pao. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, there I'm still go. I'm still waiting for my Secret Santa gift too. So hopefully that'll be good. Uh huh. I probably won't get it until next year. Yeah. 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 No. So there you go. <laughs> Oh man! So, all right. Well, this was fun. This was definitely fun. I have. I, I hope that everybody out there, even though we're not going to be doing it, but I hope you, if you go out, you have a happy, a safe, healthy, fun New Year's with your friends and your family. And you know, don't forget bring designated drivers. Yes, and don't you know, drink and text. And do not do that. That will get you in so much trouble. Also, you know, on the fun side, you can actually find out if like Uber and Lyft are doing specials. Typically, they will do that around New Year's just to make sure people get home safe. So this is not sponsored. Although, if you would like to, send us an email. Hashtag sponsors. <laughs> the deep dive podcast at gmail.com. Ta-da. But yeah, check that out. 
have be safe have fun thank you to everybody who's listened to us since the beginning but this year has been really fun i think we've gotten a lot of great content out there we've had some guests we've had some really cool and kind of bizarre episodes but ones yeah. that are just really really fun Those are my favorites they were really they're really fun right they're like kind yeah. of a a celebration as it were oh Ooh, i just tied I that see in what you did there yeah <laughs> very clever it's too bad we don't get paid for this yeah, the too bad that you don't get paid for this. Wait, what? Nothing. <clears throat> so, on our next dive, yeah, yeah, we are going to bring you yet another installment of the Deep Dive Microcast content to be decided. <laughs> In other words, I don't know what it's we don't be know yet. yet. Don't know. We don't know. But I love these microcasts, and if you want a small snippet, but you don't have time to listen to us, because sometimes we run over a little half an hour. These are only like five, ten minutes. And they're so packed full of fun stuff. Yeah. Hey, your Rankin Bass one was so good. Thank you. I, so I'm ranking good. it pretty high. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm waiting for that. Yeah, that was good. All right, yeah, and now that. we're actually going to think about doing the deep dive macro cast, which is five hours. Now. <laughs> um, oh, so my God. Can we do that. a dinosaur one? We're going to do, yeah, we'll do a marathon. We'll do a mar- oh. mar- marathon cast. And uh, we can also do a Baby Yoda one. Yes, sure <laughs> we can. I'm editing this out. This is not yeah. So while you are surfing the interwebs, be sure to visit our website at thedeepdivepodcast.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast. We love our happy. listeners. We love you. Talk to us. We want to hear from you. Absolutely. So you can also send us an email at thedeepdivepodcast at gmail.com. And you can communicate with us on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages as well i love our instagram feed we have some cool people following us we do we do and we follow some cool people so we check do it out. absolutely absolutely we also have merch we have some if you merch. want to represent the and you know start off the new year the new you right get a t-shirt yes so um we we don't have any baby yoda merch yet <laughs> yet but, being the you operative know, word? We're, we're working on that um, not really, because we <laughs> don't want to get sued. We don't want to get sued. No, no, no. So, I mean, so the, all, all of you on like Teespring and, and Redbubble or whatever you are, you you know, just be careful because <laughs> the hammer's going to come down. Yeah, you. they will. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep. So, Thor's hammer. Thor, oh, get it? Because it's like Disney? It's meow meow. <laughs> oh my God, you've had the eggnog. You've had too much eggnog. Uh, I have not. You've had too much eggnog. <laughs> too much eggnog. But I'm excited for next year. <gasps> I get to say it. Guess what I get to say? What? I'm going to see you next year. <laughs> anyway, yeah. for the amazing Mandalorian and all of us here in Studio D, I'm Tom Feeney. We will see you next, next year. Next, next year. year. Next year. See you next year. Bye. Bye. Special thanks to Spirits of the Symphonic and EchoCraft for our amazing theme music. If you like us, you can subscribe on iTunes, Podbean, Overcast, or wherever fine podcasts are found. The Deep Dive Podcast is a production of Automaton Media. That's all the time we've got for this week on World of the Psychic. Next week, though... Give me Ira. Hairless pets. Weird. Until then, this is Peter Vickman saying. <laughs> See you then.